that's game of the year, right? That has to be the game of the year. The Canucks give up three goals in the first period to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And on back-to-back -back games, the Columbus Blue Jackets blew a three-goal lead to the Kraken just a th two or three nights ago. And they do it again. The Vancouver Canucks have a bad first period and they dominate the second. They dominate the third and it is the captain. Oh, captain, my captain, Bo Horvat, who decides, no, I'm putting the team on my back and the Canucks are winning this damn hockey game. Are you kidding me? Five in a row under Bruce Boudreaux. Five and oh. And this is a game I tweeted after the first period. I said, this second intermission defines Bruce Boudreaux right here. If he can get this team to turn around after giving up three bad goals in the first period, not necessarily bad goals, but being down three, nothing after the first period, a bad first period. If they can come out and they can play well, the rest of the game, like go back to the team that they have been the last four games at least and still lose, then that's a win for this team. But what do they do? They come out and they outshoot Columbus. What was the number? Uh, the number was, I don't, I had it in front of me, 18 to five in the second period in shots. The third period, 13 to six when it really counted and the Canucks dominate the final two periods against a Columbus team who is right on the verge of the playoffs and the Vancouver Canucks made them look like children in the last two periods without a defense, without Luke Shen, without Travis Hamannick, without Brad Hunt, without Yuho Lamico, without Tucker Pullman after the first period. The Canucks came out and dominated the play, out shooting the Blue Jackets 39-23. And folks, this is going to be a fun one because... I recorded when the Canucks won on the power play with about a minute to go, 72 seconds on the clock, I turned on my camera and I recorded and Bo Horvat scored and I'll have my reaction here live playing during the stream, folks. What a banger of a game. What a banger of a game. That is the hockey that we wanted this season from the Vancouver Canucks and that's the hockey that they just gave us as always we're gonna do a quick breakdown of the game we'll go over the big moments of the game and then we'll go over my pluses my minuses and we'll play my reaction to that Bo Horvat goal I popped off folks I am fired up that was absolutely sick um just absolutely sick and it's a game that the the Canucks just go to 13 15 and 2 they are two games behind 500 they could be above 500 by Christmas and that is unreal. If games keep happening, we'll talk about the COVID situation later as well. Um, but my goodness, what a freaking hockey game. All right, let's break it down. It's Yaro Halak, controversially, in net for the Canucks. Elvis Merzlikens in net for the Blue Jackets. We got Shen, Lamico, Hunt, all out with COVID. Um, and then, of course, uh, Tucker Pullman leaving after playing about five minutes. OEL in, Juleson in, Chase on in. Dickinson falls back to the 4C role, and the Blue Jackets open it up. Four and a half minutes in, Canucks give it up in the offensive zone. Two on one the other way. Juleson fails to slide to block the pass across. Takes the man out, delayed penalty. Texier scores, shelves it. Robinson, and it's one nothing. I'm kind of just saying words because I'm so fired up about this game. Uh, Columbus makes it 2-0. Seven minutes later, it's Hughes failing on the back check. He loses an edge, gives up the puck. Uh, Blue Jackets play to the point. Shot squeaks through Halak, sits on the goal line. This is a bad goal that Halak gives up, and it's chipped in 2-0. Halak gives up another bad goal once again 
to Robinson. Robinson uh, just wins a foot race against Pearson and Hughes, ends up in all alone, slides at five hole. This is a goal Halak wants to have back, but it doesn't matter because the Canucks pull this one out. It's three, nothing Columbus. And there is a, we want Demko chant going around in Rogers arena. So what does Yaro Halak do? He says, I'm not letting another goal in tonight, folks. You say you want Demko, I'm going to prove myself tonight. And he did, especially late in the game. We'll get to that. Uh, a lethargic first period for the Canucks, getting outshot 12 to 8. The Canucks looked like the old Canucks, and it was what we were used to seeing. And I, and uh, again, Tucker Pullman pulled five minutes after, or after five minutes of play in the first period. But I, and like I said, I tweeted, you know, Bruce Boudreau, if he can get this team to at least play like they have the last four games, win or lose, then at least this game isn't a total write-off. Well, Second period starts. We have a four-on-four four because Connor Garland and Gavrikov kind of get into some business. Gavrikov, like, pins his head against the boards for a good, like, five seconds. Garland drops the gloves and Gavrikov doesn't. Refs give him each two. So we're four-on-four, four, open ice. Hughes and Horvat come into the zone. Hughes plays it over to Horvat. And what does Bo Horvat do? He says, I am the captain of this hockey team. I'm going to shelf this puck and no goaltender is stopping this. Elvis, I don't care. This is going in. He rips it. Uh, over the glove of Mers Lickens. This is a rocket of a shot, three to one, and it's a two goal game. Canucks have some life. So we go to the third period after a dominant second period from the Vancouver Canucks. Like I said, shots in the second period, 18 to five in favor of Vancouver. Uh, and I had a note here, big ups to Bruce Boudreaux, even though it's three, one getting this out of this team way to get, you know, some energy out of the team, get them to come back and then to fight back and at least make the game interesting. So we go to the third period and the Canucks have the pedal on the floor. We have Horvat getting stopped in tight and then he almost bats in his own rebound and it hits the crossbar. I love that from Horvat. If that had gone in, I would have gone absolutely nuts, but the Canucks get within one. Elias Pettersson, whiffs on a one-timer and I'm like oh Petey come on buddy oh you gotta have that that's an easy goal but then Connor Garland says oh no worries I'll just get the puck back and then give it to you again he gets the puck back in the corner plays it across to Elias Pettersson who is still all by himself on the back post and he smacks it in bangs it in past Mers Lickens it's 3-2 it's a one goal game and there's 15 minutes of hockey left to play the Canucks are not out of it yet we then get Elias Pettersson at the end of a shift finding Tyler Mott for a breakaway excellent vision from Elias Pettersson Mott quick shot off the pad of Mers Lickens but I thought they were going to tie it right there uh, great play by Pettersson so it's still 3-2 and then the Canucks tie it up with 10 and a half minutes to play Quinn Hughes with one of the most dominant defenseman shifts you will see for the Vancouver Canucks at the end of his shift, takes it behind the net, stands like at the bottom of the faceoff circle and waits. Vasily Podkolzin finds the open ice, stands there, stick on the ice. Quinn Hughes nutmegs the defender right under the stick of Podkolzin, who has time. He receives the pass, takes a look and pushes it into the net. He had so much time. He he could have had a sip of tea. He was having a good time. Vasily Podkolzin gets his sixth of the season. Uh, Quinn Hughes with a phenomenal play. Podkolzin making no mistake. Goes straight to the crowd after he scores, which I love. Ties the game at three. Goes straight to the crowd. Fires them up. I love that from Vasily Podkolzin. Columbus finally gets their first shot of the period 12 minutes in. <laughs> the Canucks held Columbus off the shot clock for 12 minutes in the third period. We have Tanner Pearson almost scoring in tight with seven minutes to go. Uh, Pearson, I've been giving a lot of grief lately. Shout out to Tanner Pearson for at least um, like always getting in the goalie's kitchen. I really love that from him. 
and then the first penalty of the game gets called. Six and a half minutes to play. Connor Garland draws a penalty. Canucks to a late power play, which they do absolutely nothing on. Zach Wierenski the other way. Three minutes to play. What's, rips one off the post. Scary moment there. Canucks still alive. We're still 3-3. And then Brock Besser is dragged down by Peak, who I had never heard of before tonight. Uh, Peak sort of got the stick on his like the back of his shoulder pads, dragged him down. 72 seconds on the clock, and the Vancouver Canucks go to the power play. A chance to win the game. You know what? I'll just run the clip. Canucks to the power play. 72 seconds on the clock. This could be the backstage video this month. Here we go. Hughes from the point. 3-3 game. 70 seconds on the clock. Horvat on the left wing. Pressured. Plays it back to Hughes. Here we go. Here we go. I mean, this is it. This is the game. Canucks on the power play. Horvat scores! Let's go! 59 seconds on the clock. Are you kidding me? Woo! Are you serious? What a what a game! What a game! <laughs> so that was that was my live reaction as it happened. Uh, I was so fired up. Uh, Columbus gets a power play with about 35 seconds to go. The Canucks kill it off. Yaroslav Halak with a huge save with six seconds on the clock. Wierenski misses the net, and the game is over. The Vancouver Canucks make it five straight wins, winning, what is that, seven of their last eight? Uh, I, I, I am at a loss for words. Uh, it is absolutely phenomenal from the Vancouver Canucks to... Like, this this was the moment that, that has defined this sort of run, right? The Canucks have, have played really good games, and they've won really good games. Against Carolina two nights ago, they might have been the slightly worst team, but they fought it out. They got the win. And then tonight, they come out, they look like the worst team in the first period. And I don't know if seeing Tucker Pullman get yanked off for COVID protocol had something to do with it, and it kind of shook them, but Bruce Boudreaux got them in the room. And after that, after... The sec or after the first intermission, the Vancouver Canucks outshot the Columbus Blue Jackets 31 to 11, almost tripling the Blue Jackets shot total in the final two periods. A dominant, dominant performance from the Canucks in this game. And it's exactly what we want to see. I want to look at the analytics here. What was the expected goals in the last two periods? Uh, it was 1.24 to 0.3 in the second period, and then 1.2 to 0.8 in the third. So the Canucks absolutely dominated the second or the second and third, while Columbus dominated the first. But still, a phenomenal, phenomenal performance. Uh, it's not how you start. If you if you're a Seahawks fan, you know that Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll always says, "Can you win the game in the first quarter? No. Second quarter, no. Third quarter, no. But can you win the game in the fourth quarter? Yes, you can." And the Canucks did that tonight. Chips were down third period, down two goals, and they get their best players performing. They get Connor Garland making big plays. They get Elias Pettersson scoring a clutch goal. They get Vasily Podkolzin banging one in after Quinn Hughes makes an excellent play from the point, moving down and making a nice pass. They have their captain with two unbelievably clutch goals, and it is everyone. I mean, you look at you look at everyone who got points for the Canucks. They're all right next to my face here. All of them are the best players for this team. The only defenseman who got points, Hughes and Myers, two of the top three D-men on this team. The only other players on, on Ford, Horvat, Besser, Pedersen, Podkolzin, Garland, and Miller. The core, right? The players who you want to come up big and win you a hockey game when you need to, and they absolutely did it tonight. So let's go to our pluses, our minuses, 
folks, we've got we've got almost 300 people in here, folks. Hit that like button because uh, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Uh, let's let's go over pluses and minuses. The first big plus is that the Canucks dominated this game when they needed to, and I've already talked about it a bit. But uh, like I said, chips were down. This is a game that lots of teams would see as a write-off. You're down three nothing after the first period. Eh, it's a write-off. Whatever. You're, you're gonna lose this one. It's fine. But they came out and they just fought. They fought harder than Columbus. They deserved this game more. And they come. They came out and just took it. My second big plus is the captain. Bo Horvat started this uh, th this whole turnaround, right? He was the best player on the ice in the second period for the Canucks. He came out, he scored the clutch goal when he had to, and he scored the game winner when he had to as well. Bo Horvat is undoubtedly my first star of this game because that's, that's what you want your captain to do, right? The Canucks have, haven't really had captains who are like, Oh, big talkers, right? Guys who are who are really like these these big voices and and firing up the team. They're players who lead by example. We're talking Marcus Nasland. We're talking Henrik Sedin. We're talking even Luongo, for example. And now Bo Horvat. They're not guys who are who are big talkers. But when the chips are down and they need to go out and play some damn good hockey, they will. And that fired me up from Bo Horvat. Uh, Quinn Hughes. Gets a huge plus from me, man. Quinn Hughes might be on not Norris winning watch, but at least he's getting Norris votes this season, right? Uh, Quinn Hughes gets two assists tonight, both of them off of great plays, right? Coming on the play with Horvat, make the pass over Horvat scores, and then the pass to Pod Colson. Are you kidding me? What a play! I don't know if Pod Colson was what was or what was Hughes uh, Hughes plus minus on the night. He ended up as an even plus minus. He actually had three assists. He got the assist on the last goal too. Um, but uh, an absolute phenomenal game from Quinn Hughes playing almost 28 minutes. Myers played almost 30 minutes tonight. Myers with two assists as well. Bravo to Quinn Hughes, Tyler Myers for when they needed to the most coming out and playing some good hockey. Dmush with the $10 super chat. I see you. Thank you very much saying, take my money and have a good night. I hope you have a good night too. Um, cause I am so fired up. All right. The next plus Elias Patterson. Elias Patterson is Elias Patterson. Uh, and we saw it in that third period where there were just plays where Elias Patterson would just carry the puck into the zone, you know, skate away from people and just possess the puck. And he looked like classic Elias Patterson. He should have drawn a penalty at one point where he kind of got, he, I think he got hooked at some point and they should have called that, but they didn't either way, not a big deal, but Elias Patterson was playing like himself tonight. Uh, the, the goal that he scored, just being in the right spot at the right time, smart hockey IQ. He's back, back to back games that he scores in plus to shoot out the game before that's basically three games in a row uh and Elias Pettersson is back uh my next note here if you follow me on Twitter at Parker's Pucks you would have saw me tweet this note out from my notes uh Connor Garland is the best player in the NHL obviously that's hyperbole but Connor Garland is so so good he only gets credited with one point tonight right he has the one assist on Pettersson's goal but he is so consistently one of the best players on this team. He's the hardest working. He just has a motor that doesn't quit. He's always the first to the puck. He always retains possession. He's always making good passes. Connor Garland is one of the best pieces on this team, bar none. And like, honestly, we talk about him so much and he's still underrated. How many points does Connor Garland have this season? He has what, 22 points in 30 games? That's not like crazy numbers, but the way he's playing, he is so, so, so valuable to this hockey team. Um, Vasily Pod Colson gets a big plus for me as well. Uh, just the nerve 
to to stand there at the back post and not make a mistake, settle the puck down when when Quinn Hughes fired that pass through the goal or the defender's legs to know he had the time to settle it and then put it in to not just like quickly try to fire it and then lots of the time you end up missing it and then you know that you're getting mocked on misplays of the month for for the entirety of January. Uh, he settled the puck down and he put it in and he just, he was calm. He was cool. He was collected in a game. The Canucks trailed by a goal and he scored a big goal, an absolute phenomenal game from Vasily Podkolzin as he just continues to be, uh, such a good story. And, uh, that, that line as a whole, the, I just mentioned Pedersen, Garland and Podkolzin in a row, them as a line has been so, so good for this team. Vasily Podkolzin played over 16 minutes tonight. That might be a career high, to be honest. Garland at 17 and a half and Elias Pedersen with 18 minutes of ice time. Great, great performance from all three of them. And my last plus of the game is a little bit of a cheeky one. The Edmonton Oilers lost their sixth game in a row tonight. If there's any Oilers fans in here, I'm sorry for calling you out. But the Oilers lose their sixth game in a row. They go down 5-1 to the Maple Leafs. We have a jersey on the ice scenario once again. The Canucks are four points back of the Oilers. Now, three games in hand for the Oilers, keep in mind. But the Canucks are making things a little bit more interesting every single day. And, uh, and that just fires me up uh, as the Oilers take a big loss. Let's go to the minuses. First, we'll talk about the game itself. The first period is the only real minus, right? Uh, the first period, they looked lethargic. They weren't aggressive. They were slow on pucks. They just weren't that good. But hey, I can't complain too much when you come out in the final 40 minutes and take over a game. My second minus was Yaroslav Halak. His first period was bad. The I'm not going to give him too much grief on the first goal. It was a nice goal. The second goal, he probably should have controlled that puck. The third goal, he probably should have saved. But hey, like I said... If you can come up clutch, and again, he only faces uh, 23 shots tonight because the Canucks really dominated. Uh, but when he needed to make some big saves at the end of the game, he did. Uh, so bravo, Yaroslav Halak. Uh, and then my last minus is, of course, going to be around this COVID situation where uh, the Canucks get three positive tests with Lamico, Shen, and Hunt. Uh, and then Pullman getting pulled after playing like five and a half minutes is absolutely crazy to me. The fact that they clearly didn't have his test result back, but he played anyways for the first five minutes and then he gets yanked from the game. That's not a good look. That's terrible. Uh, that, it's absolutely crazy to me that that happened. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to hit a bunch of, you know, we're going to have a bunch of positive tests propping up, which is not good one for the players and two for this momentum the Canucks have built up. Um, but hopefully they can dodge some bullets here. Uh, and not get too many positive tests coming forward over the next few days. All right, that's all of my thoughts for this game. It was an absolute banger. Let's take your comments, your questions. There are literally 380 people, by far the most we've ever had. We're almost at 400, which is absolutely crazy. I don't think we've ever hit 300 before on one of these post games. If you guys are here and you're not subscribed already, hit that subscribe button. I do appreciate you all here and follow me on Twitter at Parker's Pucks. Let's take your questions. We might not take them all. This might be a little bit longer than normal. We normally go 30 to 35 minutes. We might go 40 tonight. It was a big win for the Canucks moving up in the standings. Just that little bit, little bit more. Five wins in a row. All right, let's find some questions. A lot of people just fired up at the beginning of the chat as I scroll up here. Uh, Gmod with the first comment that I'm going to pull here. Horvat with a big game, Petey with a two-game scoring streak, Paul Colson killing it, all is well. And yeah, 
that is all you can say. Again, even if the Canucks do sort of fall out of things as we get near to the end of the season, which would be fairly understandable, right? They are on an absolute heater right now. It's not going to last, but if this play lasts, then it then it might last. Um, but yeah, all is good. This was a game that after the first period felt like a write-off and the Canucks at least made it interesting. And then they won it. Like that's that's the biggest thing for this team is to at least make things exciting. And Thrago saying down three and down a defenseman, right? The Canucks played with five defensemen. Once the Canucks were down to five defensemen, they dominated the game and outshot the other team 31-11. Like, that's absolutely... F- that's nuts. Like, it's just crazy. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a good point from Thrago there. MB saying it's a huge confidence-building game for the team, no doubt. You got to imagine how fired up they are in the dressing room after this game, right? I know that I've been in games, and I'm talking about beer league, right? I'm talking about some, like, D-level hockey where we're out there on a Wednesday night at 10 p.m. And if we come back from like a two-goal deficit and win, you know how fired up we are in the dressing room? We're spraying beer all over the place. We're fired up. Imagine being an NHL team after a game like that. That's got to be so, so, so exciting. Um, Let's see what else we got. A lot of a lot of good comments. Soviet Union saying, Bruce, there it is. Absolutely. Marcus, oh, captain, my captain. Yes, sir. Um. Uh, Jaskaran saying, I said it in the first period, if Bo Horvat starts a comeback, he ends a comeback. I love that. I, that is a great statement. Bo Horvat just, he, he's yeah, like you said, he started the comeback and he, and he called game. He called game with a minute to go. And honestly, most of that goal was JT Miller. That was an excellent pass from JT Miller to find him on the back door there. Miller's vision, like JT Miller's vision has looked so good lately, right? And I criticized him on Canucks After Dark last night when when Clay was talking about how good his vision is. And I was like, yeah, except those passes where he goes across ice on the power play because those never work. Well, it worked tonight. He finds Horvat and just, you know, last game he found Brock Besser in the slot where he tipped one in. Uh, JT Miller on the power play where he's sort of now quarterbacking the power play has been so, so good. Uh, Thrago calling me out, bringing up the receipts. Hey Park, remember when you thought coaching didn't make much of a difference? Has your opinion changed? Yeah. Yeah. I will eat my words on that one. I said, look, I can't tell that much exactly what a coach does. Right. You know, like there's all these systems and it's like, it's pretty complicated to, to look at a coach and be like, ah, it's the coach's fault. Things are bad because do you blame, like, is it the roster? Is it the players? Um, well, Bruce Boudreaux has gotten more than I could have imagined out of this team. So, Hey, you know, I'll eat my words on that one. Mark is saying Tyler Myers is so is playing so dang well. Chaos Giraffe is on fire. Yeah. Tyler Myers has had a great stretch here. Um, I, I wouldn't, I would never have thought that Tyler Myers could have been ever, anywhere close to living up to the contract he has, but this year so far, I mean, he's eating 26 to 28 minutes every single night and he's not killing the team. He's playing really good hockey. Tyler Myers is probably playing the best hockey in a Canucks uniform by a lot. Um, you know, maybe not as called herself that he was, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, but he is playing really, really well. Uh, Brian saying the P word, very entertaining playoff vibes, fingers crossed. Yeah, it does. This, this feels like if there's any team in the NHL that could pull out this crazy start to the season where they do so poorly and somehow pull it out. I mean, it seems to be this team, right? They did it tonight. They were well behind the eight ball tonight and they pulled it out. You know, who's to say at this point, right? I mean, if you keep winning games, eventually you're in a playoff spot. If they never lose again, which I I mean, looking at it statistically, Bruce Boudreaux has never lost. Jim Rutherford has never lost for the Canucks. So this team will never lose another hockey game. That's just math. 
That's analytics right there for you. Uh, the Canucks are going to win the last 52 games of this season. Uh, Shane Ward saying under green, they wouldn't have fought back. You get no argument from me there. Uh, this game was over in the first period of Travis green. Uh, if this was still a Travis green, uh, if it was still a Travis green production, uh, in that case, Agam saying, wow, so close, almost like a playoff game. I think the word you're looking for is tight as Francesco Aquilini would put it. Did Francesco tweet after this game? He had to right? Uh, FR, uh, FR underscore Aquilini. Did he tweet? On a roll, great comeback win. I'm retweeting that. Yes, sir. I love it, Francesco. That's so fun. Uh, Jamie saying 5-0, and baby. Yes, they are. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eric saying two weeks ago, the game would have been written off after the first goal. Yeah, no argument from me there. Uh, Irwin saying after the second intermission, it was hard to believe this was winnable, let alone to tie or go to OT. The play in the third made me a believer. Yeah. I remember the second intermission. I said, man, if they play like that, they could get it. And I tweeted out, um, after the Elias Pettersson goal, uh, I'll see it. Do I have my tweet here? I'll, I'll pull it up here. Uh, I said shots. I said shots are 23 to five Vancouver since the end of the first, this was after the Pettersson goal and it was three to two. Another one has to go in eventually. And it did literally like 30 seconds later. Uh, so I am kind of Nostradamus, uh, over here. Um, let's see what else we've got. Onwards and upwards saying I'm from Vancouver Island studying in Amsterdam. Woke up at 4am to watch this epic game. I wouldn't have blamed you if you went back to bed at 445 <laughs> after it was three, nothing after the first, that would have, that would have been a totally acceptable move, but Hey, uh, you toughed it out and, uh, the Canucks pulled it out for you. Absolutely. Uh, Eric saying been a long while since I've genuinely had a, had this good of a feeling about the team. I would say I felt almost as good in the off season, <laughs> but after the, you know, the first 20 games of the season or so, yeah, uh, I've been in the same boat and, you know, we talked a lot on this stream, um, during that stretch when we only had about a hundred people in here about apathy setting in and like, oh, well, these games don't matter anymore. It's November and the games already don't matter. It's crazy what a week can do. It's what it's Tuesday nine. No, 10 days ago, the Canucks lost to the Penguins. That was only 10 days ago. Since then, the Canucks are 5-0 with a new president of hockey ops, a new head coach, and they have not lost a hockey game. Elias Pettersson went from being basically useless to scoring in back-to-back -back games. Vasily Podkolzin scores again. Bo Horvat's popping off. Uh, it, is, it is absolutely crazy how quick things changed. Alex saying the car flag is on. Folks, if you see Canucks car flags around the lower mainland, you know good things are happening. Uh, so if you're genuinely putting the car flag on, I love it at this point. Um, I wonder if Scott Rhodes popping off tonight. Cause I might want to go down there. I'm, I'm not cause it's a, it's a Tuesday night, but it would be a lot of fun to, to take a quick little drive down to Scott road, potentially. Um, BL tube saying winning a Demco rest game is huge. Yeah. And, and we talked about this a little bit last game. Like when are the Canucks going to put Halak in? Cause it had been a long while. He hadn't played in like a month. Uh, and the Canucks have a back-to-back -back this coming weekend. So they could have gotten away with playing Demko tonight, Thursday, and Saturday, and then playing Halak on Sunday against the Coyotes. But they take a bit of a gamble, and it almost bites them. Uh, but Halak gets his first win in a Canucks uniform, and Demko is going to be very fresh on Thursday, as long as the game still happens uh, at this point, because I wouldn't be too surprised uh, if it doesesn't. Um, Josh saying P Pedersen and Brock finally getting some points. Are you kidding me? Come on. How can you not be hyped? Fully, fully agree. Leo saying, haven't seen a team this clutch in a long 
freaking time. Fully agree there. Um, and again, it's the best players coming through when you absolutely needed them to. Uh, and this doesn't happen if the team doesn't think they can win, right? If the team went into the first intermission and was like, ah, well, we lost this one. The run was good. We'll get it back next game. They don't pull this win out. But if everyone in the locker room at the intermission genuinely believed that they could win this game or at least make it interesting, that's when this play comes out. The Canucks don't dominate this game if they don't believe they can, right? So it speaks a lot to, to coaching in this case and just sort of the mentality of this team believing in themselves, believing that they can come out and and take over this game when they need to. I mean, you look at these logos next to my face. That's a lot of Columbus and then the Canucks dominated. Like, it, it's, it's crazy to see. Um, let's see here. Um, whew. we got a code. Oh, we got a comment from reaction club. When green was coached, we were down three. I used to get mad too. We fell down by three. I remained calm. Cause I had the feeling they'd come back. I didn't have that feeling. I was kind of salty. Uh, I went, I went and I opened, I opened a nice neutral seven, not sponsored, not an ad neutral. Reach out to me if you want to sponsor a segment. Um, cause that would be great. I'd love your money. Um, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have a drink because the, you know, it's going to be a rough night, but Hey, they, they came out and made it real, real interesting. Um, Jasker and saying, Halakaway starts a bit rough. What do you expect? Man hasn't played any games in a while. And that's, that's very fair, right? It's gotta be tough not playing a game for a month and then coming in, uh, and trying to be a, a solid backup goalie. Uh, it's not an easy role. Uh, you know, his, his numbers weren't good tonight, right? Yeah. He's, he let in three of 23. He had an 870 save percentage, but you know, it worked out. He, uh, he, he clutched up when he had to, uh, the elder saying, please don't play Halak anymore. <laughs> uh, scary hitting the post with five minutes left. There's actually three minutes left that Wierenski at the post, but yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to play him. You got to play him at least like 22 games this season. Cause if Demko's starting more than 60, Demko has already started more games this season than any other goaltender in the NHL. Sure. The Canucks have played a couple more games than most teams at 30. Only like two other teams are at, or three other teams are at 30 Toronto, Montreal, and the Ducks are at 30 games as well. Every other team is below the Canucks in games played. But, you know, you got to give Demko some rest sometimes. And if you can get a win with Demko on the bench, that's just gravy uh, at this point. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, Agam saying this is the content we love. I think this was all in reaction to when I played the clip, uh, which was great. Uh, if you missed the clip after rewind back to like the four minute mark or so, uh, when I, when I had my live reaction that I recorded, uh, to the Canucks scoring that, that Horvat goal, uh, which fired me up, uh, Gmod saying I'm visiting my parents and, uh, the, the game nearly gave my old man a heart attack at, at 1am. I, uh, I, I respect that. You know, I'm going to, if I'm rooting for this team, when I'm at heart attack risk age, then, uh, then I'll be a happy man. Um, lots of good, fun comments. Wexford with the Bruce. There it is. I love it. Um, <laughs> um, we got lefty all around saying five wins in a row. Yeah, baby. Eric, I like the win streak very much. Uh, Agam saying playoff teams win these games. And we just did. That is a proclamation, but I mean, look, the Canucks aren't that far out of it. They're really close. Uh, and I mean, who do they play next? They play San Jose next, right? They play San Jose on Thursday, a late game at 7.30 p.m. in San Jose. If the Canucks don't have a bunch of COVID cases uh, and they can, I, I like the Sharks are a beatable team. If they can win that one and have won six in a row and then sure, maybe they lose to Toronto and then beat Arizona. Uh, that is a, a hell of a stretch at that point. And, uh, and you're sitting pretty, right? If they win 
those two games, maybe lose against the Maple Leafs and then beat the Sharks again. Let's say they go three and one in the next four. The Canucks are back at 500. They'll be 16, 16 and two. That's that's absolutely crazy. When just like a week and a half ago before the Ottawa and Montreal games, this team was six and 14. Uh, the turnaround we have seen here is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, go Canuck Gus saying had to work tonight. What happened to Pullman? Pullman got pulled. His, his COVID test came back positive, which is absolutely crazy. That's possible. They let him play before his test had returned a result. And then it came back positive. So they had to yank him off after playing like eight shifts in this game. The same thing happened in Philadelphia tonight. Morgan Frost for the Philadelphia Flyers played two shifts and then got pulled off because he tested positive for COVID. It's crazy that the NHL's protocols allow you to play if you're awaiting a test result. That seems mad to me, but uh, it is exactly what happened here uh, tonight. Uh, Kanaki saying everyone drop a like right now. Fully agree. You should drop a like if you haven't already and drop a sub if you're new here and follow me on Twitter if you haven't already. There are more people in here right now than follow me on Twitter. Almost. It's like a difference of like 20. So go follow me on Twitter if you haven't already at Parker's Bucks. It's in the description. Uh, only if you want to. You don't have to, I guess. Uh, Felipe saying, I won't lie, I was swearing at 3 nothing. so was I. I was also swearing almost at 4-3. If you listen to my clip again that I played, I was very close. Then I remembered, ah, I'm going to put this on YouTube. Maybe we won't, because uh, I like the monetization to come through, uh, which YouTube doesn't like as much. Um, BLTube saying, I don't really have a problem with anyone tonight. Even Juleson was playing great. Breakout passes, no complaints. Yeah, I thought Juleson was fine. How much ice time did he get in a, in a game with only five D-men? He got... 15 minutes of ice time. He was a minus one, but he had three block shots, one hit. Yeah, I thought he was fine. Uh, and for basically is, I mean, is that his first NHL game? No, no, I guess he played a couple in, uh, he's, he played 44 in Montreal and then four in Florida. Um, but Hey, I mean, he did absolutely fine for the Canucks tonight. Uh, and that's totally, that's totally cool. Um, Zest saying captain Bo was easily the best player in the game for sure. Um, what else we got here? Debut Hunter saying biggest comeback in five years. Is that true? Have the Canucks not come back from a three goal deficit in five years? If that's true, that's crazy. I, I don't have the stat in front of me. I wonder if like uh, SN stats, SN stats, is that their SN stats? They would have tweeted something like that. Uh, here it is. This is the Canucks first regulation home win at home. So it's a bit of a caveat there, but regulation home win from a three goal deficit since February 13th, 1996 versus the Jets. That's not this Winnipeg Jets. That's the old Winnipeg Jets. That's before I was born when the Canucks uh, rallied from 4-1 down in the second for a 5-4 victory where Russ Cortnell scored the game winner. That's a retweet. That is crazy. The Canucks rallied from a three-goal deficit for the first regulation win for the first time since March 9th, 2010 in Colorado. So 11 and a half years since the Canucks won a game in regulation after being down three goals. This is just a new team. Absolutely. Um, Mac Okun saying, I feel like Bruce must have dropped the F-bomb speech during the intermission. Yeah, sort of a reference to that uh, that speech that he gave Washington in, in that All or Nothing series for sure, uh, or 24-7 or whatever it was called. Um, MB saying Garland never giving up, getting in their face, even at 0-3 or down 3-0, uh, give him the A. That's the thing about this team, and I really like that part of the team, the sort of leadership that this team seems to have, where you could give like 12 players on this roster an A, and you wouldn't bat an eye, right? Like that's that's a great thing about their character. Connor Garland could have it, right? There's so many guys 
uh, as well. Uh, Irwin saying that the most impressive part of the comeback is that they were down a defenseman to be pulled for protocol. Hughes and Myers played killer games tonight. You are 100% correct. Uh, 100, 100, 100% correct. And everyone correcting me when I said Hughes had two assists tonight. Everyone's like, three assists. Sure. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I didn't look at the stat sheet. Uh, <laughs> um uh, Travis Green, probably not the real Travis Green, uh, but saying what's going to happen to our decor with uh, Pullman, Hamannick, and Shen out. Uh, I mean, you got to hope. I mean, Hamannick's out for a while, right? He's on LTIR, so he's out for 10 games or 24 days, or and 24 days. It's got to be both, uh, which is 10 games. Um, so he's not back for a while. Uh, Shen will be out for a while. Pullman will be out for a while. Uh, you got to hope that Jack Rathbone becomes healthy. Who else do the Canucks have? Like, if I go calm, uh, uh, Abbotsford Canucks defenseman. Who do they have? Let's look at their roster. Like, who's who's who, what other demon are there? Uh, Madison Bowie, Ashton Sautner, Jet Wu, who I think has been scratched in the AHL, so probably not Jet Wu. Um, like, I mean, you're talking about like Madison Bowie. Wait, didn't Madison Bowie get? Am I am I going crazy here? No, yeah, Madison Bowie's an option. I was like, did he get traded? I'm going crazy. Um, Adam Brubacher. Like, you, I mean, things are getting thin uh, for the Canucks on the defensive side for sure. Uh, Ash123 is saying, do you think Demko has a chance of being as good or better than Roberto Luongo? Uh, I don't think so. Look, Roberto Luongo was like a top three goalie of his generation, right? Like he was a generationally good goaltender. Um, I think Demko will be an elite goalie. He'll be a top five goalie. And I think he might already be. Um, but I think that's a, uh, that is a high bar that I don't think you need him to clear, uh, to be honest. Uh, young decoder saying just subscribed. He's better make the all-star game. He should get a serious look for the Norris. There is no doubt in my mind that he's on the all-star team, uh, especially the way the all-star game is played. Like he is perfect for that game. Uh, he should get a serious look for the Norris. I agree. I think he'll get votes. Um, I mean, especially when you compare it to his season last year, right? If we look at uh, Quinn Hughes last year, he was a minus, what is it, like minus 24. And this year he's a plus six. That's a big upgrade. That's a, that's a, that's a big improvement uh, for the Canucks, right? And he's still putting up the same number of points. He still has like 25 points this season or whatever it is, right? He had his 23rd, he had his 21st, 22nd and 23rd assists tonight, I think, which is absolutely crazy numbers. Uh, he has been, he has totally improved and now he's playing penalty kill time, power play time. Uh, Quinn Hughes is, is an absolute all around beast, uh, out on the ice. Uh, Evan saying Bruce for Jack Adams. Look, if the Canucks make the playoffs, there is no question that Bruce Boudreaux wins the Jack Adams. Like, like I'm like, I'm genuinely serious. If the Canucks somehow make the playoffs and they will have got one, like 33 of the last 55 games or whatever the numbers are. There's no doubt in my mind Bruce Boudreaux wins the Jack Adams, and it will be almost unanimous at that point. Uh, so if the Canucks make the playoffs, keep your eye out uh, for that. Um, Fangirl saying, I'm assuming Olympic participation is a low chance. Yeah, there's. I, I think there's almost no shot that the Olympics uh, happen with NHL players, especially since this variant seems to be more transmissible and maybe less severe, but all they care about is positive cases, which is pretty fair. Um, and the risk of being stuck in China for five weeks after the end of the Olympics uh, is not very appealing. I'm sure to teams who are in a playoff race, uh, right? Could you imagine Connor McDavid? The Oilers are like fighting for a wildcard spot and Connor McDavid misses the entire month of March because of a positive test while in China. Like it's, there's no way players are going to risk that. 
Um, we're going to have a lot of, you know, junior players and, you know, sort of Spengler Cup type players, probably, uh, if I had to guess. Uh, Edmund saying, Bo Horvat and the Pedersen line really brought the Canucks to life. Yeah, that Pedersen, Garland, Puck, Colson line, I mentioned it earlier, they have been so, so good uh, lately for the Vancouver Canucks. I've, I've absolutely loved it uh, for them. Um, and Annihilator Gator saying, tune in at three, nothing down. Wasn't sure if I should bother watching. Got to ditch that mentality. Yeah. If you had that mentality 11 days ago, that would have been totally fair. But I mean, now this is a team that can win any given game. Uh, I put a dollar on the Canucks when they were down three, nothing. Uh, but I put it on the puck line. So I had the Canucks to lose by two or less or win, right? I had the Canucks plus two. I think I won a couple bucks from that. That's nice. Um, and I also had the Canucks and Avs on a parlay tonight, which also hit. Uh, so I made a big like $6 tonight. Oh, and I had Bo Horvat as an anytime goal scorer. I think I made like 15 big dollars on the, uh, on the gambling tonight. Uh, cause I'm a big time better. Uh, by the way, Bodog, if you want to sponsor me, hit me up. Uh, <laughs> if anyone's watching from Bodog, uh, <laughs> uh, young Dakota saying, imagine if we had someone competent on the first line instead of Tanner Pearson. Yeah. Tanner Pearson was fine tonight. Uh, I, I didn't, again, he, he had a bit of stuff that I, that I gave him crap for on Twitter early in the game, which I have seemingly every game now. Uh, and I'm kind of done with Tanner Pearson, but I, I did like that. Even when the Canucks were down, uh, he was always in the goalie's face after the whistle. Uh, I at least respected that from him, um, quite a bit. Uh, Edmund saying, I think the first period pro COVID protocol shook the Canucks up, but after Horvat got one, you could feel the comeback was coming. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I was sort of having the same idea, right? I imagine if you're sitting on the bench and the coach or like the trainer comes and taps Pullman on the shoulder and says, hey, hey you have to come off because you tested positive, right? I'm sure everyone on the bench is kind of looking at each other like, oh no, right? <laughs> like, like what's going to happen here? Uh, I'm, I'm sure that didn't help their play. Um, not that it's like a, a big excuse, but... Uh, the fact that they, you know, they rallied back, uh, is the big, the big, uh, the big win, uh, for this game. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, Dean asking why Jack Rathbun isn't playing. He's hurt. Um, he got injured with the Abbey Canucks. Uh, he should be back soon from what we've heard. Uh, and you gotta imagine he's slotting right into the Canucks lineup, uh, when, uh, when we get there. Uh, Alter H saying team had all the excuses to come out and not perform. Halak wasn't playing great. Defense is destroyed. Team has COVID, but they, it doesn't matter. They got a gutsy win. This is very true. This would have been a very easy game for the Canucks to lose and they wouldn't have gotten any real blame for it. Right? Like the media wouldn't have been hard on them. They're like, ah, the team had COVID. Uh, you know, they had a bad game, but yeah, you know what? They've been on a good run. It happens. They lost one. That's totally fine. They had, like you said, they have every reason to have an excuse not to come out and win this game, but they went out and did it anyways, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, in Svetch, we trust PLD uh, saying, congrats, Vancouver Jets fan. And you, uh, I'm a Jets fan and you're proving that fans can ask for coaching and management change and you can have positive results. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've seen it historically, right? Teams get a big bump when they get a new coach uh, typically. And, you know, they, they want to, they want to prove themselves and to their new coach who might not know them very well. And, uh, this has been one of the best responses we have ever seen to a new coach, probably in the history of the NHL. Um, so if you're a Jets fan and you're, you know, you're hoping for a Paul Maurice firing, um, then, you know, you might get a bump, but I wouldn't be expecting something this crazy because, because this is pretty unprecedented for things to go, uh, for this, for them to go this hard and win this many games here, uh, in a row. 
Uh, Annihilator Gator saying, Petey is throwing hits and shooting again. I think it's safe to say we're getting the confidence back. 100% agree. Uh, Elias Pettersson looks great out there um, for sure. <laughs> Coca Vinny saying, win the week. No, let's win every game. I mean, why not? Hey, you know, if, if, if instead of winning weeks, you just win every game, eventually you're going to win the president's trophy and you're laughing. You get the president's trophy, you get the Stanley cup, you get a 20 year dynasty. Uh, you just never lose again. That's a, that's a good strategy. Uh, oh, retro with the prediction of the year saying in the next 11 games, the Canucks can go 10 and one. I mean, sure. Technically they can there. They won't, but technically they can. So I respect your, your take there. Sure. I mean, I'm assuming you're saying they're going to lose the one game to the Maple Leafs and then beat everyone else. They don't have a lot of great opponents coming up. Let's be real. You're talking about the next 11 games. I mean, they play the Maple Leafs, but they also play the Sharks twice. They play the Coyotes, the Ducks, the Kraken twice, the Ducks twice, uh, the Kings, the Islanders, and the Senators. Those are all beatable teams. If you just said, you know, if you put it all just by math and you said the better team always wins, yeah, the Canucks might go 10-1 and one over the next 11. It doesn't work that way. But if the Canucks win seven out of the next 11, you know, you're creeping up. You're making good progress, right? You go seven and four, seven, three, and one. That is huge uh, for the hockey team. So 10 and one would be great. I, I'm not going to say that that's, uh, that's going to happen though. <laughs> uh, RP saying, do you think Bruce is resting up Demko for the Leafs game coming up? I think he's just resting Demko in general. Uh, like I said, Demko has played the, has started the most games out of any goaltender in the NHL. Uh, so I think he's just giving him some time off, uh, which I think is uh, a very fair thing uh, to do for a goalie who started like 20 something games already, like 25 games this season. Um, Edmund saying, how do you feel about the goal song? I don't think it's that exciting, but I mean, it's working. So why would you change it? Um, it's fine. I like that. It's unique, right? The, the Maple Leafs have, um, uh, what's the song called? I'm going completely mind. Uh, you make my dreams come true. Uh, they have by hollow notes. Uh, like that's what the Leafs have as their goal song and it's dumb and it's silly, but it, it works right. And it's, and like, it's, it's fun because you can sort of get a vibe around it. So if the Canucks can get a vibe around it and the, the crowd gets into it, like I'm still standing as the wind song is absolutely fantastic. It's a fantastic song, but it also is a great theme and the crowd can sort of dance to it after a game. And it's, uh, and it's, uh, it's definitely a fun, uh, a fun time. Um, what else do we got here? We're going to try to, to take a couple more. We're at 46 minutes already. And I've only gotten through like three quarters of the questions here. Um, uh, Edmund saying, I wonder if Pearson will be the first guy to go from Rutherford. Wouldn't be too surprised. And I wouldn't be, I mean, I don't think they're going to make any changes right now though. There's no reason to trade anybody, make any changes when the team is winning every game, right? If they go on a bit of a skid, then potentially like if they lose two or three in a row, maybe they start looking at some trades and try to inject new life. Um, but I, you know, it's that if it ain't broke, don't fix it philosophy, like keep him in the lineup, especially when you might be having some COVID issues. Uh, you're going to need as much depth as you can get. Um, uh, Terry saying, can't wait till Saturday when the Leafs are in town. I really hate the Leafs and they're annoying fans in Rogers arena. Yeah. Hopefully that game happens. Uh, that'll be a fun one. At least it'll be an early one. So the stream will be a little bit early. Uh, that night. Also, I do want to mention guys, if you want to join my stream Thursday night after the Canucks play the sharks, uh, that game will end at 10. My stream is going to be extra late that night. We're talking like 1130 because I have a game at 945. 
Uh, so it's going to be an extra late stream Thursday. Uh, you can always find it on your favorite podcast platform here on YouTube the next morning. Uh, so don't worry if you can't make it live. Uh, just a heads up uh, for that one. Uh, Canucks have been saying, does Bruce get the keys to the city if the Canucks ragdoll Toronto? Build the statue at this point, right? 5-0, and oh, build a statue. Why not? Um, we'll take a couple more questions here. Um, Carson saying thoughts on OEL taking the late penalty. I don't mind it. I mean, you're, you're trying to prevent goals. Uh, and if you, if you take a penalty, he, this one didn't necessarily, but if you take a penalty that prevents a goal with like less than a minute to go in this case, 35 seconds to go, uh, then it's totally fine. Right. They only get a 35 second power play. Um, with the way the Canucks were playing, I didn't mind it too much. They only really got like two big chances, uh, after that. And worst case you go to OT, uh, which would have been a fine result for this game after the first period. Uh, I think OEL played fine, uh, and I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be too heartbroken about it. Sports and horns. If the Canucks keep this up, do you think they'll make a wild card? If they keep this up, they're going to, right? It's just whether or not they can maintain this over the next 52 games of the season, right? Keep in mind, we're 30 games in. They've had five good games, right? They've had basically 25 bad games and five good games. Again, we're weighting the five good games really heavily because it's a new coach, because it's a new regime. But those 25 bad games still happened. They're still there. They're still peering over the shoulder. This team still has, they have all the potential to play bad, but we've now seen they have the potential to play really well. Uh, so if they can keep up the wins, then yeah, I mean, there's no reason why they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't make the playoffs so they can play like this uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, Tall is saying, watching from du Dubai, so worth it. Shout out Dubai. Uh, that's pretty sick. Uh, Nicholas saying, I moved from Vancouver to Edmonton, wore my jersey tonight and was cheering loud, managed to trigger half my subdivision. Hey, you know what? That's on them for being Oilers fans. If you, if you bother them by waking them up at what whatever it was, like 11 p.m., 11.30 for a big win, that's on them for, for not being prepared. Actually, Edmonton's only one hour difference, isn't it? They still have daylight savings time. So yeah, sucks for them. <laughs> uh, JC Van Dam finally excited to watch a Canucks game. It was dark for a while. Fully agree. The excitement's just so much bigger. And, and you could see it. I mean, just from my numbers here, right? Like my channel is a small microcosm of Canucks fans, but when things were bad, we were getting 90 to hundred people in here during the show. We're over 400 by far the most we've ever had. Uh, and it's cause the team's exciting cause people care. It's 1030 on a weekday, but people are excited about this team. Uh, which is just such a, a, a stark difference from just two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, uh, even. Uh, Dave saying this is starting to remind me of the streak in Moneyball. I've actually never seen that movie. I need to watch it, uh, but I get the vibe. I know, I know the idea of the movie, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they do seem to be on on one of those big, big runs, uh, which is sweet. A uh, little cap saying that pass from Hughes to Pod Colson for the equalizer was some magic. Uh, surprised he took so long to shoot it. Yeah, that's a veteran play to wait that long. Like if you stick me out there and say, hey, you have to you have to score this goal that Patterson's going to whip at your stick uh, for the team to tie the game. Like there's a very good chance that I just panic and I miss it or I like flub it and it jumps off my stick or something. But he settled down. He knew the goalie was so committed to Hughes that he knew he had that time. Settles down, is sure of it, 100% goal. Uh, that's just, that's honestly just a veteran play from the, what is he? 19, 20, uh, which is absolutely awesome and crazy. Um, 
well, again, I keep saying we'll take a couple more, but you guys have so many questions in here. I'm going to, I'm going to skip a bunch. Uh, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, time for Aki saying, how did Juleson look? I wasn't able to watch the game. You missed a good one. Uh, he looked fine. He looked like, uh, you know, a seventh defenseman, uh, which did totally fine. Um, Aisha saying, imagine saying a week ago, he gained 10 points over the Oilers in a little over the week. That's very true, right? The Canucks have, haven't lost and the Oilers haven't won, right? The Oilers have lost six in a row. Yeah. The Canucks had 18 points while the Oilers had 32. Now the Canucks have 28 points while the Oilers have 32. That's bonkers. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Um, uh, we're going to take a I'm just, again, there's so many comments to, uh, to go through here. Um, uh, SS boy saying not anything worth dwelling on, but in light of Juleson, I wonder what Bruce could have got out of Ule Levy. I'm not too broken up about it. Ule Levy had enough chances. Uh, he came to the bag skate and looked very unprepared. That's on him. Uh, and, and I mean, he's playing okay, uh, in Florida. Uh, I think he's only played the like one game or whatever. Um, but I mean, I, I sort of think a guy, maybe like Jalen Chatfield, who has been playing really well for Carolina. Um, that could be, I would maybe go that direction more than Ule Levy, but, but maybe a fair point. Um, and I think that's where we're going to almost wrap. Man, there's so many comments here. Uh, you guys are awesome. I'm sorry if I didn't get to your question. Uh, Ivan saying, what is your take on Pod Colson so far? Decent first season. Bruce masterclass having in the same line as Garland and Pedersen. Uh, Pod Colson is just a machine. He's just a Russian motor. Uh, he's always going, he's always trying his best. Even when the Canucks were losing, he always said in the interviews, like, I'm just having fun. I'm just glad to be out here in the NHL. Uh, and now he's getting these opportunities with two excellent players in Pedersen and Garland, and he's making the most of it. That is just a line with high effort, uh, and it's really, really fun to watch um, uh, in this game. Uh, Uncle Deadly saying, glad I got on the Jack Adams future bet at, uh, on Bruce at plus 5,000. Wow. Five games and he's at plus 1,800. I'd even put more in at plus 1,800. That seems like a pretty okay bet. 19 to 1, basically. Uh, Jeremy saying, how the heck do we get Juleson, uh, in the Ulevi trade? Uh, we got Lamico and Juleson. Um, do, 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 uh, iPhone guy saying pens fan here, pens fan here. I did say that right the first time watching the Canucks have this turnaround is absolutely amazing, amazing to watch. Nothing but best wishes for y'all. Thank you very much. And, uh, shout out the Penguins for making this change happen. Uh, the Penguins dominating that game 10 days ago against the Canucks, you know, sort of triggered everything. Uh, which has been, uh, which has been absolutely, uh, absolutely great for the Canucks. Um, J zone. Does this one mean that Benning has actually made a good team, but didn't fire the coach soon enough? Maybe, but also firing the coach is part of Benning's job, right? The coach is someone that Benning hires. Uh, and you know, you have to, you not only have to, you have to put a good roster together, which this team now looks like they have a good roster, even though no changes have been made. Uh, but you also have to, have to have the right people in the organization, right? He's the general manager. He manages the roster, the staff, everything. And uh, clearly the team needed some new life. And part of that is the GM, right? Part of that is the GM or seeing the GM tra or lose to Foley and Tanev and Markstrom and Edler all in one offseason. Uh, and, we know, we had heard reports that they had sort of soured on management and didn't have much belief in themselves and in the GM to make the right moves. Uh, confidence is a big thing when you're, when you're in sports. Um, uncle deadly, 
One of the last questions we're going to take saying, I think Pedersen felt the pressure to be the guy and felt the weight of the bad start on his shoulders, but the management and coaching change took the pressure off of him and is now flourishing. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's flourishing yet, but he is so much better than he was 10 days ago. And every game has just been an incremental improvement, right? From the game where in the shootout, uh, he sort of flubbed the puck uh, against, I think it was against Boston, where he sort of flubbed the puck and it got saved. And then the following game in the shootout, when he makes the nice move, uh, the Forsberg, and looks good. And the following game, he scores a goal. And the following game, he scores another goal, right? It's just been slight improvement, slight improvement, slight improvement for Pedersen. Um, and that has been absolutely excellent to see. All right. We are going to wrap up here. Shout out to the over 400 people in here and the f- over 4,000 people who clicked on the stream uh, during the last 55 minutes. This is the longest one we've ever done. And it's the longest one we will do for a while because this was an absolutely phenomenal game. If you missed any part of this and you want to rewatch it, you can scroll back to the beginning. It will also be up on your favorite podcast platform. Also on Spotify, it'll be up as a video as well. Spotify has video podcasts now. So if you want to watch it on Spotify, you can do that as well. Those help me out. Uh, Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening over there. Uh, Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, follow me on Twitter, join the Discord. There's so much stuff linked down there uh, that it would be great if you clicked on all those. Uh, I really appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, Shout out to all of our members, all of you VIPs and backstage members. Uh, There is a good chunk of you. Uh, And shout out our backstage members, Terry and Kurt. Uh, Thank you guys very much for supporting the channel. You guys are all awesome. Uh, The Canucks have won five in a row, uh, which is absolutely crazy. And we're going to hopefully be celebrating another win Thursday night against San Jose. I will be here uh, a little late, but I'll be here. And I hope you guys uh, join me and I will see you on Thursday.